We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's a destination specialist with touring plans and can help you plan an amazing vacation. Whether it's Disney, Universal, a cruise, or an all-inclusive, she can help you with booking, planning, and strategizing to help you have an incredible experience at a great rate. Contact her today at michelle at touringplans.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Washington, D.C. That's right. It's a bonus episode moving away from Disney World and Disneyland. This time, Doug, you just got back from a vacation. I don't know. Will you call it a vacation going to Washington, D.C. over the 4th of July weekend? Washington, D.C. is very Disney-like in that it is a trip, not a vacation, and that you have to plan. And right now, that is true more than ever uh, with the planning side of it. So very Disney-like from a lot of different ways. So that's an interesting way to, to go. Yeah. Great, great time to go, though. You know, um, to sum it up, yes. I think if you've been thinking about a Disney or see the podcast, it's, it's very it's very similar. Um, been thinking about a DC trip. Not sure what you want to do this summer. Really, I wouldn't hesitate to pull the trigger and do it late July, early August. There's still time. You got to plan it more than 30 days out for sure. And we'll get into why that is the minimum right now. But who knows what the future holds as well. But uh, it, it's this. Shout out to the unofficial guidebook. Uh, I know you had one with you, but they do a Washington, D.C. Uh, book as well. And, and I actually did an animation for it. So if you haven't seen that, check it out. If you haven't seen the book, check it out. And Doug, you got one. And uh, yes, it definitely probably helped you out. It is useful. Very useful. Very detailed. Like all the other unofficial guides. Um, it doesn't make as good a doorstop it's not nearly as thick as the walt disney world book but that does make it more manageable uh breaks down the different neighborhoods of the district uh where to stay how to stay a lot of hotel information food it's it is exactly what you'd think it is and it is a very useful planning tool um definitely recommend the unofficial guide to washington dc it was helpful for sure derek there you go well let's talk about where you stayed because you know, Walt Disney World, you got to plan way in advance or advance, and there's a lot of resorts you can choose. What are you looking at when you stay in Washington, D.C.? So location, location, location might be kind of like um, Disney World. You can choose to stay near the mall or all the main attractions of Washington, D.C., or you could choose to stay in the suburbs. That kind of be the equivalent of the off-property sort of stuff and take the Metro in. Metro's very easy to use. We used it quite a bit. But since it was the 4th of July and because of the fireworks, we decided we wanted to be within walking distance of our viewing area. So we actually stayed south of the mall, which is not very touristy. It is more of the working side. So it was like dead after like three or four o'clock and the whole holiday weekend it was just a ghost town um for multiple reasons um so one drop it's only you know so many hotels that sleep five in one room so that really narrowed it down for us but you know just north of the mall kind of north of the natural history museum that area towards the white house probably the most popular place to stay and there you find disney-like prices um foggy bottom is another area that's good to stay and only a couple metro stops away otherwise you can go out in the suburbs in arlington virginia and get um, nice cheap clean hotels 
metro in. But then once you metro in, you still got to get to where you're going. So it does take some extra time. But uh, ours was good. Good. One thing, before I even get into the museums and the you know the more interesting things you did, uh-huh. I got to talk fireworks at the 4th of July. One, yes. they blow up constantly where we live for about five days. What are the laws in Washington, D.C.? And, and let's talk about what you guys were able to see on July 3rd and July 4th. I don't know that we heard many fireworks at all until um the actual show on the fourth what so you can yeah i mean where i live you can hear them on the starting on the 30th basically yeah i know we heard fireworks at our house before we left um i think we heard one or two and you know it's it's more the game of uh firework or gunshot you know it's it's just urban areas you just don't have nearly the fireworks um saw no fireworks stands we also we we went to you know we walked quite a bit through neighborhoods and stuff never saw any um now on the third the uh washington nationals were supposed to have a big fireworks show but it got rain delayed and rain delayed and rain delayed so it ended up to where the fireworks were going to be like four hours later than they were supposed to be. So they ended up not doing them. And I know that made national news. Like, I saw oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Like then on the fourth, it got retweeted and on the fifth, it got retweeted that they're can- fi- canceled the fireworks. And it didn't say the date that it was canceled. That show was actually supposed to be on the third. It was actually supposed to be at like nine 30 at night, but they couldn't launch fireworks you know, adjacent to neighborhoods at one thirty in the morning when the game was over. Yeah, that makes sense. There like you can't, and, yeah, people... you can't do that. So I know there was a lot of uh, political posts. Definitely. I even saw some of my friends in my hometown talking about how Joe Biden canceled fireworks in 4th of July. Let me assure you, they had fireworks in Washington, D.C. on the 4th of July and Biden had nothing to do with it. He does not make the laws in Washington, D.C., is this was a Washington D.C. a district decision to cancel, but it was like one thirty in the morning. You can't, yeah, you can't, can't do that stuff on the. There are little kids. Heck, we put uh, my kids in the basement so they could go to bed on the fourth. It would have woke me up, and I would have been like, "What are they doing?" And that's that's why it was rain delayed to. Yeah. But we learned that Derek does not wake up for fireworks at Walt Disney World, Doug. So you know, no, he does I could have slept he through doesn't. it. So anyway, you did sleep right through those. I did. So you didn't see any on the third. Where did you go on the fourth? On the fourth. So we watched from just in front of the Capitol. They actually launched the fireworks along the reflecting pool right in the middle between the Lincoln Memorial and the Washington Monument. And uh, so it, it's right there in the middle of the mall. Uh, on the third, there was huge fences up. So you couldn't walk along the reflecting pool because of the fences. How are you starting to set up perimeters? And then they also launched them from halfway between like Jefferson and the mall um, off of some baseball fields. And when we did our monuments tour, we could see all of them already there up close. A lot of fireworks. Um, A lot of fireworks. And we have a lot of fireworks tents around here. They sell fireworks out of tents. And Claire, you know, she's like, man, they must have bought like two whole tents for this fireworks show. And, you know, they they bought a lot more than that. She was joking. It was tongue in cheek. But like it was we were trying to decide if it was more than Disney World at New Year's. Oh, that was my that was my next question for you. I think if you just did like we could only see one set of them. We couldn't see the ones that were coming between Jefferson and the and the mall because of trees. If, if I think it's just if one half of the show, I think 
Disney has them at Epcot for New Year's. I think I think New Year's beats them because they also do New Year's four times at yeah. Disney World, right? But if I think if you do both sets of fireworks, which not many people except like the White House angle could see both sets, um, then it's it's probably pretty. I think DC has them. They're big, so big. Oh yeah, your pictures were yeah. awesome and looked like a great time. We were a mile away. You know, the Capitol, for those that have not been, the mall is very large and it's a long ways to walk. And the Capitol is not that close to the White House. So you don't just accidentally walk over to the White House or vice versa from the Capitol. It's it's a lengthy process. And uh, we so we were not in the crowd. We were actually – but on the mall, like just the backside of the mall, we looked at it like we were going to go find a spot. We're like – and let's move further back. So we wanted to avoid people. That yep, makes sense. So uh, we we are back to our room within seven minutes of it being over, which oh, is that's why awesome. we stayed. Yeah, thus the research paid off. So yeah, the fireworks were great. Fourth of July was great. I'm glad you guys had fun and were safe. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the educational side of Walt. The uh, what? Wow, I almost did it too. Oh, that man. is hard. It's a W, you know. It is Washington D.C. Uh, so what would you guys do to, you know, give your kids some education? Well, we did a lot and took planning because hours are reduced for everything right now. And you have to get a ticket 30 days in advance for all the Smithsonian's. So they're free, except you pay $1 for the ticket fee, which, you know, it's not a big deal. So if you're going to plan a trip. I just want to know who's making all that $1 money. I just the processing people. Mm-hmm. The, yep. the, 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 Someone's yeah. getting a cut. Pfizer. Um, anyway, not Pfizer, the drug company. Pfizer, the credit card process. Anyway, so we did a, a tour. Um, it wasn't quite a private guide. It was a group of 12 of us um, or 11. And we did that with Trip Hacks DC. So Trip Hacks DC is a YouTube channel. Uh, he's on all the social media but uh, Rob from Trip Hacks was a great tour guide. He does a monumental trivia tour. And we were a little worried it was going to be a lot of trivia. It wasn't. It was just the right amount and a lot of fun. Uh, we did not win the trivia side. Um, but uh, it was really neat. Started at Jefferson, then walked to uh, Roosevelt, then Martin Luther King, then Korea, then Lincoln, then Vietnam, and ended at World War II. So covered – all the monuments basically. And we talked a little bit of Washington monument because you can see it from all over, but, uh, we learned so much from that. And I, I know, uh, back in 2019, after we did Europe, I talked a lot about private guides. I'm going to say it again. It's local private guides are the way to go. You don't need a bus tour. You need a private guide. And usually for a family, it's about the same price. So definitely go that route. Do you feel like your kids, the ages that they're at, it uh, work to go? Yeah, I do because they've done museums before. Um, you know, they some kids, you know, we saw one kid take a little ball into the Holocaust Museum. And I'm thinking, oh, dear Lord, why is that child even going in there? You know, he's like juggling it as he goes in. Like if your kid's doing that, they're not mature enough. Could be a fidget that, toy. You, know. you never know. No, this was okay. much. No. No, this so was you're like saying my uh, three-year-old should not go. Got it. Oh, no. No, your three-year-old should not go. This was like a high schooler wearing a baseball hat, throwing his ball around type of thing. Not a fidget toy. Not No. I know the difference. Okay. Um, work. 
purposes. But uh, yeah, like you, you, you know, your kids the best. Are they mature enough to handle museums? And yes, you hit museum fatigue. There's a time um, where they hit it. The the private tour though, never did we hit any kind of fatigue at all. Um, that's for sure. But then we went to the National Archives, which right now not much is open in it. Got in there, looked at the Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence, um, Emancipation Proclamation. Um, they even had an updated thing about the new federal holiday for Juneteenth. Oh, so that's that was awesome good. that they got that mm-hmm. put together that quickly. Yep. So did that after our tour. And then um, we headed to a DC United game. So you got to do something so you don't get, you know, museum fatigue totally right so that was we went to a soccer game we've gone to like four or five mls soccer stadiums now so that was just fun we watched dc united play toronto and it was yeah, seven to go one. toronto yeah they lost bad oh, toronto is hot garbage this year man oh, it's not bummer. good okay not good at all dc united not that great either also it was up against a rain delayed baseball game that for, was, for the record i have no i couldn't even name a pl- i didn't even realize toronto had an mls they, team until you do. said something right now so they won the cup not long ago oh they good to the know. Sounders i'm to a leafs it. fan that's the only toronto team i follow but there you go yeah so um dc united won seven to one so that was fun lots of cheering somehow our seats ended up in the middle of all the parents it was so there's like three different sets of parents and family of players sitting around us and the first goal the family sitting in front of us was the guy that had the assist and the guy who had the goals parents were sitting behind us alden later found out that was his first mls or professional goal of his career no, that's awesome, so, and he got to be no with the wonder and his get mom. Excited. Oh yeah, I would be screaming nuts. too. Absolutely, oh, we weren't sure she was ever going to sit down the rest of the game, and it was like three minutes in. It was nuts. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, we did have to walk back after that. We took an Uber there and then walked back. It was quite a walk through a lot of neighborhoods, but halfway full stadium because it was up against that baseball game that was promising fireworks. Um, they probably should have told people, hey, if it ends after this hour, no fireworks, but they didn't. Well, it's tough. As someone who has worked for a baseball team on the 4th of July, and it's a sellout, yeah, we we ran into that one time in my eight years of working for the baseball team here. Yeah. On our way back, we found a grocery store, so we stopped in that and bought some provisions for the rest of the week and made Alden carry on the other seven blocks home. That's what, That's what teenage boys are for. Absolutely. Yep. That's right. Then uh, next morning we got up nice and early because the only thing that opened before 11 was Arlington Cemetery. And it opens at 8 a.m. We rope dropped that sucker. Um, roads were starting to close all over the place for the 4th. Even though there was no parade like they normally have or no concert, they still closed all the roads. Not really sure why. We couldn't figure out other than just out of habit. There was no reason Could for be them some to some VIP close. people that we don't know about there. I don't know. You know, they so anyway, that made our Uber got us there just in time before they closed the road that got you there. Um, we took an Uber in the morning a lot of times to save our legs and it was hot. So Arlington, we we're on the first tram tour. I would definitely recommend the tram because it's huge and they tell you things while you're going. Uh, so we saw where Ruth Bader Ginsburg is buried. Uh, she doesn't have her headstone yet, but we did see that, along with you know Kennedy's and uh, the Challenger and you know all the others. We saw the changing of the guard. We did all the things there. Um, 
that was really good a nice place to get perspective on the 4th very patriotic thing to do on the 4th of july go to arlington cemetery we did see three black suvs with uh secret service agents pop out so at some point i'm guessing biden or harris made a appearance of the changing the guard because they were starting to set up a soft perimeter as we watched it so that was entertaining to watch um but uh no tweet or anything because Alden's like, oh, I'm checking Twitter. All like he was just waiting for the tweet from Biden about everything he did on the Fourth of July, and Alden was very disappointed that Biden doesn't tweet everything he eats and does and moves. No, so that, and yeah, he, we have no idea who went. That's no, rumor. but somebody they definitely. I'm my Someone guess important. is it was Biden. It had to be Biden or Harris. And it probably Biden came and watched Changing the Guard on the Fourth of July. That's Makes something sense. that they yep. do a lot, right? Um. Then after that, we went to the Smithsonian of the American History Museum, and we had our time ticket that Michelle got for us 30 days in advance, a lot like a dining reservation for Disney, except 30 days, right? And uh, did that museum. It's a lot of stuff. Um, the neatest exhibit was about the presidents and the first ladies. Those are definitely the highlights, and there's a lot of other things. Like there's one whole room of like the evolution of electricity, from like the first generators and electromagnets, and we're like halfway through it. And I, I'm a nerd. If you guys didn't know, I mean, nope, didn't big, know that. This is news nerd. to me. Wow. And man, I was like, she was like, who would even enjoy this? And I go, an electrical historian. Like, I don't know. There's some stuff that's like that's like there was a history of Americans at sea. I mean, I so I walked through it. We were hit museum fatigue at that point. Like, just put a fork in us for that museum. And I was like, I'm going to walk through it in case there's a cruise ship I can tweet a picture of. And there, I mean, so many old ships, models of old ships. And then I found they had a New Holland America ship that that's what i posted the picture of actually i don't even think i tweeted it because i had museum fatigue and the, the frustrating thing with all the museums right now is all the cafeterias are closed and so they open at 11 you have to get in line a little before that with your ticket that gets you in at 11 because michelle got us 11 o'clocks everywhere and it's like three hours of museum you'd be hungry you eat, starving right how so do you, our... did you survive did you have many donuts in your pocket no you, you can't take food in that's um, a secret, though. It's not. It was rough at times, not going to lie. There was the food situation in D.C. is a hot mess, and nobody stayed open past, like, three. It yeah, was you like texted they, me once that you couldn't even find anything. Like, we ended up at McDonald's, like, three times just because Oh, yeah, go to Washington, D.C. with all that great food, and you're on to Mickey D's. There is – so, like, there was a pizza place literally next door – to our hotel i checked out their website i looked up you know i thought yep this place is still exists it's shuttered like it's gone D- dc is just decimated food wise and then what is it all closes at like three or four where do so, the politicians eat come on now they're they're at recess right now uh, well okay good point that yeah is, that makes sense a little bit so just, it, it is a ghost town and business travel is not back so yeah that's the one drawback right now is um, be prepared to find food. You know, if you were up in like the foggy bottom area that I mentioned, a little bit away from the mall, there it's like, you know, that's where people live. So there is food there. Um, and then like out by our good friend Joe from Back to the Mouse, plenty of food there. It's just by the mall where they don't want to feed you except from illegal food trucks. None of them are legal. 
I would have eaten at all of them. I love food trucks. Give me a good food truck, good taco truck any day. I don't, they all look alike. They all had the same stuff. It was frightening. There wasn't like unique, like I was glancing at them for something like DC chicken or something. No, they're all. It's okay. I had the food truck idea today. Maybe I'll jump on that. Uh, Anyway, the other one that I want to talk to you about as we wrap up is you went to the Holocaust Museum. Yes, we did the Holocaust on our last day, but we did do an Air and Space Museum. Yeah, we took the Metro way out to the end of the line where Joe picked us up, took us to the Air and Space Museum, gave us a tour because uh, they live out by that. That Air and Space Museum is by Dulles Airport, which is like out there in Virginia. And then we hung out with Joe the rest of the day and discussed life and the meaning of it. It's mostly what we did. That's awesome. I haven't even met Joe yet. So He's, he is a win. great host. He had all the Diet Mountain Dew I could drink. Awesome. Well, thank you, Joe. Good friend and sponsor of the show. And so that's uh, awesome that you got to have time. And I'm sure you guys talked plenty of cruising. We did. We talked about a lot. It's also while we were sitting there is when we found out about the uh, cruise on Freedom of the Seas, which you'll hear about next week. Next week. Yeah. Doug's getting off this show and getting on a cruise. But yeah, uh, let's wrap up uh, this Holocaust. bonus episode with Holocaust, which uh, looked phenomenally fascinating. It, it is. It's intense. Um, definitely recommend it. Uh, definitely not for young children. And definitely... So not my three-year-old again. Got it. No. No. And, you know... I don't even know about my nine-year-old. I, so. Yeah, Claire, I'd say 10 is... You got to look at the... You got to look at the 10 to 15-year-old and make a decision um, on their maturity. Um, but it's moving... It, it's a great museum, very well done. Everybody needs to go to it. Um, anybody that compares something happened in their life to the Holocaust needs to be regrounded in what the Holocaust was because oof, there's nothing like that in America, folks. Now, there is Burma. They have an exhibit about that. So the world continues to repeat mistakes. So that kind of ends the trip on a downer. But we did walk over to the White House where they took a fence down, um, a fence that went up um, last June um, because of the George Floyd riots. Uh, They finally took down, and you could get right up to the actual fence of the White House. Um, There was a lot of talk about taking down the fence around the Capitol. I don't understand why the Capitol doesn't have a permanent fence like the White House. It blows my mind you can walk right up to the Capitol and touch it. So I would – wouldn't be shocked if we see a permanent fence up around the Capitol. There's really no reason there shouldn't be one. There's so many other places on Earth with fences. I mean, my neighbors have a fence. Uh, my because, backyard has a fence. Right? I mean, the Capitol not having a fence just doesn't make sense. Um, so, you know, they have all the roads with barriers. you need like, a fence. I don't have, I I have nothing you have, in my yard. You have cornfield behind you. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm protected. So... Um, that was fun that we did that. And then we walked around the Capitol and went to Union Station where um, the once again, the only thing open was McDonald's. We went there because there is Chick-fil-A and uh, Chipotle and Johnny Rockets and only thing open McDonald's at six o'clock at night. Weird. That is really weird. That's a mm-hmm. downer thing. So final question. Uh-huh. Anything Disney related on this trip? Yeah. Yeah. Really right. weird. Really weird, other than Joe. We talked Disney a lot, right? Um, so get in the 
elevator one morning with the family. And um, if anybody watches YouTube vloggers, there's a vlog called See You Real Soon with Joe and Ashley. And Joe is standing in the elevator. And I'm like, oh, you're see you real soon. It was the most awkward conversation I've ever had. I really suck at it. So, um, so wow. if you ever think – if you see us in the park and you're like, oh, I don't know what to say. It would be so awkward, like talking to us in the park. No, no, no. You can't be as awkward as me running into somebody else that I know through like a Disney vlog or podcast. Trust you're just, me. You're, you're awkward you to can, talk to a little bit. See, I, I'm the extrovert. I will talk to you for hours yep. at the park. No worries. Been great. Yeah, yeah. So we did. Uh, to make a team. Team effort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. That was the little Disney thing other than Joe. And then like with our uh, private guide, neat thing about private guide is he talks to you like in between things, just conversation and, you know, learns about where you're from and you can ask other questions. And so we talked a little Disney um, as well with Rob from Trip Hacks DC. Um, so that was fun getting to know him more. That's awesome. There you go. Well, I'm glad you had a good time over the 4th. Uh, it sounds like it's a great place to go visit right now. Definitely not as much it in, is. in the winter, maybe not as much. Yeah, I try to if you can sneak in something on shoulder season here in September, in October. Winter, not the great. You can do September, October, do it. It's hard to say when the ticket issue might go away. But like the Holocaust Museum, I mean, they still had a hundred percent COVID policies in place. Hundred oh, yeah. percent. So nothing's masks. changed at all. Yeah, the Smithsonian's were optional for vaccinated guests, but I'd say well over 50% of people were wearing them. Even at the Air and Space Museum, where it's a gigantic hangar. I mean, you're walking around a space shuttle, and most people have their masks on, you know. So we did also go to the um, Smithsonian American Art Museum. So that has all the uh, presidential portraits in it. And uh, Bill Clinton's is pretty cool. It's like... I don't know, pixelated, kind of. Um, so that was neat to say. And no painting for Trump yet. It's just a photo. So he's evidently got to find somebody to paint him yet. Not a painter. So I'm yeah. not a painter. So I, it'd be oh. really bad stick figure. So anyway, uh, glad that you had fun. Now you got to pack good. for a cruise, which we'll be talking mm -hmm. about in a full episode uh, this week. Excited for that. Uh, good luck. Be safe on your cruise ship. I'm only a thousand percent jealous, but I was also jealous you went to DC because that'd be, I feel like fun. that'd be a really fun place to celebrate the 4th of July. Very patriotic. You couldn't go more patriotic. The only thing more patriotic than being at the 4th of July in Washington, DC is to do it with like a Sam Eagle t-shirt on. Oh, that you didn't way. have that? No, I should have thought of that. Oh my Derek. gosh. Now you I gotta mean, do it again. You we, just ruined the trip. We literally planned this trip like 40 days ago, you know, where yeah. our cruise got canceled and we pivoted to D.C. And... I don't even know why I try to plan with you on some of your trips where you go because I, I get confused half the time. That's what we're here for, Derek. Living the dream. So, all yep. right. Well, that is it. So we got to get on to the Patreon show. So that way uh, you guys, our patrons, got a lot of content coming up. Uh, and thank you so much for supporting the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Rope Drop Radios. And if you want to book a trip to D.C., I'm about to go to Vegas, by the way, Doug. Mm -hmm. When this show comes out, I'm packing. Yeah. Uh, I booked with Michelle, and you could book with Disney and cruising and all-inclusives. Michelle would love to help you out on all those. Don't fear of missing out time. It's 2021 
go on vacation, go do that trip that you've been putting off. Yeah, and D.C. is great right now. Definitely tourism is not back in D.C. because on like the 5th well, yeah, and the 6th, no restaurants open. it was empty. Yeah, and it's a chicken and egg. Something's got to come back first. Either the tourists got to come back first or the restaurants, but they, they need each other. They really do. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to another Rope Drop Radio.